Wheel of Time Turns and Ages Come and Pass, Leaving Memories That Become Podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters 44 through 49 of The Dragon Reborn, book three of The Wheel of Time. Previously, Nynaeve's detective agency tripped a couple of traps as practice for the giant trap that they're going to trip. <laughs> they're trap trippers. <laughs> they're trap trippers. Uh, and they also totally ruined a few Mirdral's days. So it was just like, those Mirdral walked in there thinking they were going to have like a really good day and it stood, went sideways real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt tries his hands at charity and gets rewarded with some fireworks, which is great. Nice. Uh, Perrin and Fayil flirt a bunch and then they kill a bunch of assassins. And, uh, oh yeah, probably one of the Forsaken is running Ilian now. Uh, it's probably fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah, right. Well, our heroes just left, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone else's problem. <laughs> right. Not our problem. <laughs> so, I, we were talking about this a bit before, but this is, like, this book doesn't have the Dragon Reborn in it. No, not yeah. at all. Almost, mm-hmm. like, he's, he at most gets, like, what, like a page out of, like, a, someone else's chapter? Yeah, and, and he's just like, and then I was sitting there and being crazy for a while. Yeah. I'm okay with him not being in it. He's boring right now. Yeah, I guess he is. Is he? I mean, like, I feel like all the stuff he's doing off camera is, like, killing hellhounds and, like, zorching people and, like, using crazy powers that no one's seen in a thousand years, right? I mean, like, that. every time we catch a glimpse of him, that's what he's doing. So I feel like he's just, like, nonstop action. Yeah, but he's crazy. Yeah, but, you know, arguably they all are, right? I mm-hmm. mean, Man, not a lot of people in this series make good decisions. That's true. But isn't he just kind of sitting around being crazy? I mean, no, yeah, he's like, killing stuff, but... Well, he's walking around. He's, like, killing hellhounds, apparently. He's, like, killing random passersby <laughs> through might-be-dark friends, I guess? Probably dark friends. Probably dark friends? It's much more likely that there was a secret dark friend among them than that he miscounted them the first time. <laughs> and he, and then, oh, also, after they're dead, he poses them in interesting positions with his magic powers. Because that was the thing. <laughs> yeah. He made them kneel for him. Wouldn't you... Right? I mean, in that situation, however you got into it, wouldn't you, like, play you know, I, I, honestly, <laughs> no. Honestly, the answer, like, Are you sure? I, I'm really yes. thinking about this. I think the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Because you don't get that opportunity very often. Okay, actually. And they're already dead. You're not going to kill them more. To be fair, if I think about the times, that, you know, in, like, in video games and stuff, when I, I totally would do that. I do that shit all the time. And, you know, but I, I, yeah, I mean, like, in, in a video yeah, game. With, in video with, games, you do crazy stuff. Yeah, when, when there are no consequences, then. This isn't a video game, Jeff. This um, is his real life. Are you sure? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Rand hasn't broken, like, the fourth wall yet, but he might, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he might just look I mean, at us. I mean, he could be. He could be just sitting there, like, mumbling <laughs> at us, the readers. Have we, didn't. Have we decided whether or not this is, like, Earth at a different time? Because I know we kind of talked about that before. Yeah, I, I think I'm In a different is. age? You think so? Yeah, because, I mean, like, they reference... Remember earlier, I don't think they've done it much lately, but in the first book they do things like reference Russia and, like, the Cold War, and there was uh, Amelia Earhart. There's, like, a couple of stories that they talk about that are references to our history. Amelia yeah. Earhart? Wasn't she? Yeah, well, there was what? a thing about an adventuring lady whose name was, like... Earhart or something. Yeah. Who vanished. And, and there was yeah. the thing about Russia and the US was that there's this story about Moscow and Merck, who are giants that with lances of fire that destroyed the world. Moscow and America. Moscow and America. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, well he hasn't talked about it in a while, but it was huh. there. It was in the first book, yeah. It, it, it was I think it was Tom Marilyn talking about stories that he knows or something. Oh, and of course, uh Archer Pendragon or Archer Pendrag or whether uh, Hawkwing. Yeah. Yeah. Ar- Archer Hawkwing. And they, but they they have another thing for yeah, him. That's something. Yeah, his full name is like Arthur Tanriel Pendragon or something like that. Which yeah, is, which is Arthur from our our mythology, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. okay. And that Terangriel with the with the big person—that's the Statue of Liberty, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> after the apes, after the the apes yeah. evolved, and, yeah. and the humans blew it all up. Yeah. yeah. And so then, it goes real world. Planet of the Apes, <laughs> real time. Right, okay, because correct. the apes then and, and evolved the, the Age into... of Legends, of course, was the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the apes of Legends. Yeah, there's no pictures of the people from the Age of Legends, but they're all monkeys. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's, we, we don't actually know what they look like in the Wheel of Time True. series either. They don't describe it. That's a good much. point. No, yeah, we have don't. the cover art, but we don't know that Robert Jordan actually signed off on it. He probably was thinking of monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we figured this out. He's like, every time he sees the cover up, no, no, no. <laughs> they, they should be monkeys. Wrong again. 
<laughs> Where are the tails? <laughs> he doesn't talk much about the tails in the story, which is, I think, a really, it's like a huge oversight on his part. Yeah, well, if you're a monkey, you don't think about your own tail. That's a good point. He probably there. he probably just assumes it's like, he, he takes it for assumed. He's like, obviously they have tails. Why would they talk about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to start? <laughs> <laughs> this is wonderful. This is gold. I, I, think that, I mean, yeah, I think I think that was good. Chapter 44, Hunted, with the icon of the Tarvalon flame. So we, the last thing that happened was Moraine just gave him a emergency warning that a Forsaken is ruling Ilion. And they're like, yeah, so we should leave. Yeah, run? Run. Yeah, let's run. Let's run. It, it sucks because, you know... This is not the first time they've had to run away in the middle of the night because Perrin killed a bunch of people. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not because Perrin killed a bunch of people. I guess they may have had to run away eventually because Perrin killed all these people. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess technically it's Lan who did the killing that's important this time, right? So what's Maureen's plan here? Because, I mean, props to her for realizing that she's not strong enough to be able to kill the Forsaken, but mm-hmm. what's her plan? Like, long game? This? Yeah. Uh, Rand. To get Rand to just kill all the Forsaken? <laughs> I think that's the thing, right? Like, once yeah. the dragon comes back, like, for real, then it doesn't matter. Cause it's yeah, gonna... the, the prophecy is that, that the dragon fights the last battle and defeats the Dark One and all its forces. Sure, so they're just kind of, like, digging around, gathering information? Well, she's trying to manipulate Rand in to like make him into the the Dragon Reborn. But she hasn't seen him in like the entire book. They're chasing him. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this, the point of this it. is that they're hoping to meet him in Tear and hopefully hopefully he's going to grab the the sword that nobody can grab. Calendar. Right. Yeah, the calendar sword. Calendar sword. <laughs> it's a sword calendar. <laughs> Uh, he's going to grab the sword calendar and then uh, presumably kick off the, the battle of the fate of the world, as far as Moray knows. Yeah, so they, they came to Ilian to get on a boat and go to Tyr. Right. Because okay. uh, they don't know how Rand is traveling, but they're hoping to either meet him there or beat him there. Yeah, they don't know where Rand is. They they know he's heading to Tyr, but yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he may be in Ilian. They had a whole conversation where they were like, we don't know if he went down the river to Ilian or if he went across land to Tyr. Mm-hmm. Right. Although he appears to be traveling through, like, Magic Insano powers. Yeah, who, so knows, so who knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they were just passing through Ilion when she found this out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so she says, the name of the Forsaken, it is Samael. It was a, a new name, but it's a pretty badass name for a Forsaken. Isn't yeah. that like a, a biblical name of some sort? I mean, Samuel. No, I thought Samael was like a... a devil or something I think it's but an it, angel it's an angel one of the angels okay i could be i don't i don't know the yeah i don't know notably zarine decides to keep following them oh which, good poor decision on her part like yeah this is one of those things where you know what what is it what is it he says uh, i wouldn't want to be a member of any club that would like would that would have me or something like that <laughs> like these people <laughs> these are not people you should travel with yeah well yeah the, the gray men and the dark hounds and stuff this is all like inbounds, I think, because the, the her traveling companions took care of this problem. So these these monsters are an appropriate power level for her, you know, level. Sure. But the the Forsaken is like the devil, right? Is is in, infinitely powerful, effectively. This yeah. is the most dangerous thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's still sticking around. That seems like a bad choice, but <laughs> you know. But but you know, sure enough, immediately as soon as she decides to stick with them. They're, like, chased by a, a oh, yeah. pack of hellhounds. Right, yeah. Or dark hounds, sorry. After there's a another in-fleeing scene. Yeah. I think this is, like, the fourth fleeing and end scene in this book so in, far. Just in this book, yeah. Yeah. They flee ends a lot. They ne- why do they even pay for rooms anymore? They yeah. never use them. I, I know. I was feeling really bad for, like, everyone involved. It's like, you know, the, oh, we're going to get a nice night's sleep and get... No, no, we're, we're bailing. <laughs> we're loyal. The yeah. guy's got to be tired. I know. They were so mean at the last inn about his little special bed. Mm-hmm. As they're talking about it, Perrin outs Rand as the dragon reborn in Oops. front of Zareen and the innkeeper. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah. I guess that Perrin is not good at keeping secrets. Yeah. No. But so now Zareen knows everything, right? Yeah. I mean, at this point... This person that they just met, who seems pretty untrustworthy. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't trust her. I think she's just being a dumb teenager. Like, she thinks she's invincible. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, and she's all about, she wants to be part of the story. She's all about the fame. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> she is now. Yeah. Oh, and doesn't he also let slip that they've already found the horn and that Matt's blown it already? 
<laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she like chokes. She's like, what? What? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> right. We don't even talk about that. But after she finds out about Rand, Maureen says that Zarine is locked in now. She can't leave. Yeah, which, I mean, I assume means that Lan would kill her if she tried to leave. Right. Make kill her anyway. Yeah. And Maureen tells Nieta, the innkeeper, to get out. Right. Which yeah. Is, I guess the right thing to do, right? I guess, but it sucks to be you. You just lost your livelihood. Yeah. Well, Everything she, you own. Does she have a place she can go? I, I get the impression that she might have her livelihood because, because of Maureen. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like, I think Maureen set, set her up or something, maybe? I don't know. So, like you were mentioning, they, they leave Ilian on horseback, but they are tracked and set upon by a pack of dark hounds. Uh, apparently, you can't outrun dark hounds, so don't even try. Yeah, they run Which, faster than horses. I don't know if that's magic or if they're just really fast. I don't know. Yeah, they're big, right? So maybe they just... Could you get, like, a dark horse that's even faster than a dark hound? Or you could just ride a dark hound. Yeah. <laughs> Can a dark hound outrun a dark hound? <laughs> <laughs> They make a stand on an old ruin, and uh, this is another one of those nice Robert Jordan touches where there's this grassy mound, and when they get up to the top of it, it's got this stone face carved into it, because everything's ruins everywhere. It's yeah. a woman's face. The rain made her seem to be weeping. Creepy. <laughs> I assume that's the Statue of Liberty. And, oh, that must have been it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's where they are. <laughs> They're <laughs> that, the crowd. This is the Statue of Liberty. Right. Yeah. What's she made of? Copper. This is a copper face. Yeah. yeah. So I, I noticed that when the, they're... In this pell-mell rush to get up to this defensive ground because the Dark Hounds are almost upon them, Moraine takes time to say, Many nations have risen and fallen since the breaking, some leaving no more than their names on a yellow page or lines on a tattered map. Will we leave as much behind? <laughs> like, okay. that's, that's great, Moraine. Okay, great, great. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, let's, let's like... Let's put a pin in that. Let's deal with the Dark Hounds. <laughs> right then we can talk about, you know, cosmology. <laughs> right. Yeah. Philosophical musings. But they, uh, they have a big old fight with the Dark Hounds, and, and Perrin actually nails the Dark Hound with the with, uh, arrows a few times. It's him like three times, I think, to take it, it down, right? It doesn't even yeah. matter, yeah. But then Moraine uses forbidden magic to kill all the Dark Hounds. <laughs> I, feel like it, like, I feel like everyone's using Balefire now, you know? Like, before it was this forbidden yeah, thing, and now, yeah. like, Nynaeve's done it, Rand's done it, and now Moraine's done it. Like, everyone's using Balefire now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the new hotness. Yeah. <laughs> So they survive and head off to Tyr on horseback. Yeah. So we get a cut to Matt and Tom camping. And Matt, oh. oh I called it. So no good. one should give that fucker fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing he does. He's sitting by the campfire, he opens himself a firework. Yeah. <laughs> He's not real bright. <laughs> I, I noticed this, all these chapters that Matt's decisions are awful. Yeah. They're awful, like, universally. Yeah, he makes really bad decisions. Yeah, if he didn't have the magic, like, luck power, he'd yeah. probably have been dead a really that long time That is the only ago. thing keeping him alive, is that he just, like, has this crazy luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love how he opens up, he's like, oh, it didn't explode. <laughs> I guess it's okay. And, he, and then he throws this shit in the firework <laughs> in the fire. <laughs> he's like, oh, well. <laughs> and, and Tom is sitting there, like, just telling him, you know, don't do this. This is stupid. You're being stupid. Yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever. You're no fun. <laughs> he's like, huh, it didn't explode like I thought it would. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I, I feel like we're getting a lot of, like, very teenage attitudes right now between mm-hmm. Zorin and Fael. They're both very immature. Uh, you mean excuse Matt? me, between Matt and Fael, they're very immature. Yeah. yeah. And Perrin's not real mature either. It seems like Robert Jordan has actually gotten better at writing teenagers. Yeah. In the last few books. Yeah. Even though these kids are getting older. Who knows how long they'll be teenagers. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, we, it, it's... Uh, it usually lasts for six years. <laughs> well, they, they, <laughs> they didn't just begin. To, they could be 18. We don't know. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to gauge time in these books, I think. Because they, they, so much happens and there's so much jumping back and forth. I always have trouble telling how much time has passed since the beginning of the first book. Mm-hmm. Like, has it been a year? Has it, has it been one year? Has it been two has it been zero? We know because of the seasons happened, right? Right. There was the winter that lasted forever, and eventually there was a late spring. Right. And that's when we are now, right? So it's only been a few months. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. Yeah. It's a lot happening. So Matt and Tom get attacked again, but uh, no problem. Matt and Tom kill squad take care of it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And uh, so does this is this this scene meant to? reassure us that Rand didn't kill a bunch of random people? Because this is a similar setup to the people that Rand ran into, right? It kind of is, yeah. A merchant woman, woman with and, some yeah. guards. 
Right, and and Matt would have fallen for it. Yes. Because that, that one was about to stab him, but then Tom is like, no survivors. Yeah. And then a, a really graphic, like, uh, what is it? A knife blossomed from her throat, like a bloom or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's supposed to be in slow-mo. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Matt realizes he's humming. He's been doing that a lot, I feel like. Right. Random I, humming he, songs. He even has a song for, I almost got stabbed by a woman. Yeah, <laughs> she wore a mask that hid her face. <laughs> right. Are these real songs, or is he, this just his crazy memory stuff? I, it's like hard to say. Yeah, stuff. my my thinking is this is a this is a remnant from his other character. I don't know. It's interesting. That's definitely something we see a lot, though. Like he, we we get a lot of song titles and how they change from uh, region to region, which I think is interesting. It's an interesting way of showing regional differences. Yeah, True. Robert Jordan has really thought about it. He's really thought about the experience of living in the world like this, where you don't have a whole lot of communication mm-hmm. with the uh, the world around you. So you get the same tunes, but sometimes different names. Mm-hmm. Matt still thinks that they're being attacked because of the letter, even though they read the letter and there's nothing in it. Yeah. Right. So they head off to Camelot. Chapter 45. Oh, I want to point out one thing real quick. Uh, Matt is really doubling down on his, like, luck one-liners or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I guess his luck ran out <laughs> when he killed some guy. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, I guess you could say that, you know, but really you just killed him. <laughs> really you just killed him. He's starting to sound like a Batman villain. He is. It's like a specific one, like Two-Face. Yeah, I, was, I, like, I can imagine him like flipping a coin as <laughs> yeah. he's... Bad luck, friend. <laughs> I kind of like it, right? I like the parent always saying things in blacksmith metaphors and Swan Sanche always saying things in fish metaphors. Uh-huh. And I like Matt always saying things in dice metaphors. Right. It's stupid. I T- like it. Time to roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So chapter 45, Camelin, the icon of the lion. So back to Camelin, the city we've been at before with Matt and Tom this time. The nice thing about losing your memory is that every time's your first time. <laughs> He's like, I'm sure I've been to Camel before, but everything is new here. It's, yeah, it's really helpful. I get to describe the city all over again. Right. <laughs> and I noticed that this time he sees all the same stuff, but he like... You can see in his mind he's putting dollar values on everything he sees. Right. He's like, look at this flow of wealth. Or look at that building. That probably costs so much, you know? <laughs> it's definitely like That's definitely the, his perception of the world is very, like... Right. Monetary. I don't remember that him being like that at all. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Well, he did take that dagger. That's true. He did take the dagger. Maybe yeah. that's that's just more death left in him. Yeah. <laughs> so he heads straight to the palace, where he mentions Tarvalon, and that nearly gets the crap beat out of him by the guards, and they chase him off. Yep. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah, it is because uh, previously Camelin had a really good relationship with Tarvalon. Yeah. He heads back to the Queen's Blessing, which is where all main characters stay when they go to Camelot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I noticed that Matt keeps expecting a positive reaction from everybody he meets, and he never gets one. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like when he uses his best smile, and everyone's like, "Eh." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And then he goes to talk to the guards, and they're like, you know. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. And then he goes back to the inn, where he was a total shit the whole time he was there before. Totally. Mm -hmm. But he's like, hey, it's me. I'm back. And they're like, oh, you. Yeah. He's like. This guy has, <laughs> does not have a good grasp of what effect he has on other people. Yeah. Right. So we get news from Basil Gill, the fat innkeeper with a clean apron. Yes. Uh, so he's a good guy. Yeah, so he's a good guy. Uh, Morghese apparently hates Tarvalon now and, and is is wrapped up with this new lord, Lord Gabriel. Wait, a new mysterious lord in Camelot. What? Eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. No one heard of him before. And now he's running things in Camelot. And everybody in Camelot is like glaring at each other and me now and having bad dreams. Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably unrelated. Yeah. Gareth Bryan has been forcibly retired, sadly, and the mean guards at the gate are were brought on by Gabriel, who's hiring mean guards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thugs or whatever. Yeah. I am so, sort of sad to hear that uh, Gareth Bryan... Bryan? Bryn? Gareth Bryan, Bryn? I think. Gareth Bryan? I'm, I'm sad to hear that Gareth Bryan is gone, because I, I he was pretty cool. He's pretty yeah, cool. I liked him. Yeah. I, I don't think we've seen the last of Gareth Bryan. I sure hope not. So, Matt... Says, well, I promised to hand this letter straight to the hand of Queen Morghese. So he comes up with a plan. <laughs> and like I said, Matt's plans are the worst. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go sneak into the palace from that weak spot that I learned about last time I was here. <laughs> I'm going to go roll the dice. <laughs> right. Is what he's probably thinking. Yeah, lots of snarky gambler stuff from Matt. And yeah, he says, I pull wool and scratch gravel for nobody. <laughs> But what? what? So, well, pull, that means like I don't I salute or bow. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, pull pull okay. wool, right? Scratch like, gravel. But so 
is kneeling, I guess. He's, he's a peasant. He pulls wools and scratch gravel for everybody. He should. And also, why does he why does he have an opinion about this? Like, where, where did he get this idea that I've, I've got too much pride to obey the caste system of my homeland? <laughs> Personality what, infusion, I guess. I don't know. What did Matt do back in Two Rivers? Because Rand was a sheep herder. Mm-hmm. Perrin was a blacksmith. What did Matt do? He was a sheep herder, too, I think. His family had a farm outside of town. Oh, okay. I think. I think so, too. Uh, and his father was a horse trader. Okay. So, you know, farmer stuff. And a bow staff fighter, apparently. Yes. Yeah. And a really, really good bow staff fighter. <laughs> yeah, I, I like all this gambling talk from Matt. This, this is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, chapter 46. A message out of the shadow. Icon of the lion. So, Matt uses Rand's wall trick to sneak into the palace garden. <laughs> the old Rand over the wall in the garden trick. <laughs> works I mean, it worked out time. really well for Rand. <laughs> well, he did get caught immediately. <laughs> he did, but he doesn't have Matt's sneaking powers. That's true. Of course, Rand fell off the wall and, and like hurt his head, right? Right. Yeah. And then it was healed by Elaine. And that's why, presumably, when she fell in love with him. That <laughs> she's been in love with him ever since. Yeah, that literally the one time she ever saw him. Right. Yeah. Tovarin. Tovarin. So, I... I wanted to point this out. When I was younger and I read these books, I never thought Matt's decisions were particularly outlandish. Yeah. I thought like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I play a lot of video games, you know, like, oh, you can't get in the front door, go sneak in the back and mm-hmm. see what happens. But now, as an old man, I look back at this and this guy is an idiot. <laughs> yes. Like, if he had gotten like, caught, he'd be dead. Yeah, this, they would kill you right away. Right? This is how you get executed or thrown in prison. Like, they would be justified in executing or throwing him in prison because nobody sneaks into the palace unless they're trying to do something they're not supposed to do. I yeah, mean, right? if you're at the point where you've, like, overcome supernatural death dagger, you know. It's true. Maybe he doesn't Maybe he doesn't think he can die. Yeah. I don't think he does. But, I mean, like, a way better solution would be to wait until the guard changes, go walk up again and just say, I have a letter for more gays. Yeah, it's exactly what Tom logical. suggested. Yes. Like, the afternoon guards will probably be nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah no, no problem. No. Or, or give the letter to the guards. There's no reason to believe the guards won't give the letter to Morghese. That's true. It's from Elaine, right? Yeah. That's right. It has the seal on it and everything. But no, his plan is I'm going to go trespass on the palace grounds. <laughs> I'm going to break into the palace yeah. and hope nobody sees me. <laughs> but it totally works. Sure hope I don't hear any important plot points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he sneaks through the gardens. Uh, he puts flour in his hair because he's crazy. Yeah, right? I mean, like... Sure, you're sneaking, but like putting a big red flower in your hair? I missed that. He did. He's just he picked one and put it in his hair. Like wow. he's too cocky, you know. Yeah. And uh, as he's sneaking past the guards, which he really easily does, these guards suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said it like so at, at one point they were walking like two steps away from him or something. Yeah, maybe these are bad Lord Gable guards or something because yeah. the whole point of them being there is to see if there's any sketchy ass farm folk hiding in the gardens. <laughs> no pride in their work, really. But he overhears at a window. Evil voices. Uh, a guy and his henchmen plotting to kill Elaine and Egwene. Just because, you know, the hell with them. I'm tired of them. Go kill them. Yeah. Well, it's it's really like Elaine and then Nynaeve and Egwene are like an afterthought. Yeah, kill them too. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And the henchman calls the other guy the Great Master. We know what that means. Well, actually, that's different than the Great Lord, isn't it? I think it is, but it seems like along the same lines. Yeah. But then Matt... Decides, okay, I'm going to go get caught, and there's nobody in the gardens all of a sudden. And he walks <laughs> right into Talonvor, the guardsman we met in the first book. Yeah. And he puts on his best innocent face, which, like, let's be honest, we know how that works for <laughs> yeah. Matt, right? It not work at all. Presumably that means he's, like, making, like, a, a, an evil scowl at the guy or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Talonvor, who's on Morghese's side and is a good guy that we happen to know, uh, tells him to take the damn flower out of his hair. <laughs> like, dude, dude. An idiot. <laughs> yeah. And takes him straight to Morghese, where we find out that the great master is Lord Gabriel. <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> That's right. Wait, the mysterious lord who's like mysteriously shown up and then is like running the city as a bad guy? That seems like it. No. <sighs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And he's got some kind of control over Morghese. Oh, I want to point out that when Matt sees Morghese... He's like, I'd dance a jig with her. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, she's he, the queen he of... He's like, oh, she's got Elaine's beauty, but ripe. <laughs> <laughs> Just how I like it. <laughs> he wonders if she likes to play dice. Right. Which is, <laughs> I, I wager she'll give me a fat purse. <laughs> <laughs> Which presumably is like a 
slang for hand job or something. I don't know. This <laughs> is <laughs> an Emmett's Field sex act. Yeah. <laughs> the, <fat laughs> the old fat purse. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt proceeds to lie his way out, which totally works. I did not think this would work because Matt's lies suck. Also, like Lord Gabriel is probably uh, like a, another Forsaken because like this is exactly the same thing. It's like, Absolutely. wouldn't he be able to tell if somebody's like? Wouldn't he have some magic power to tell if someone's lying? We don't know what the powers of the Forsaken we are. We don't. They do seem to have the ability to control people. Like this guy is controlling Morgays. Yeah. But I think it's pretty clear that this guy is a Forsaken. Right. Yeah. And. But maybe they can't read minds or tell the truth, or maybe this guy just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, Matt Matt probably does not even appear on his radar for any reason, right? Yeah. Every time Matt shows up and he's like, you should respect me, they're all like, you're dressed like a dirt farmer. Who <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you? Go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, he delivers the letter, and the letter doesn't have anything in it. Yeah, it's not not useful. Yeah. Just, just like he, he knows because he read the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, mom, don't get mad at me, the letter. Yeah. But I she got had, raised to accept but, it. But he lies his way out by saying he is Else, Else Grinwell's brother. Yeah. So Else Grinwell is going to be with us for this entire story. Uh, God, I, I know. believe it's Elsie. Elsie? Elsie. Yeah. Elsie Grinwell. Yeah. Whatever. I forgot because I don't care about that character. <laughs> Her character is unimportant. <laughs> Ended up being a lot more important than we thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, and I also and uh, Lord Gabriel also thinks for a moment about putting him to the question, which sounds a lot like torture, right? Yeah. I mean, that, like, yeah. Yeah. That's not a. Andor thing. No, apparently they're doing torture now. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. It sounds like uh, Lord Gabriel is trying to push Morgays into a war with Kyrie, which is oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he is. That's so, what they all want, right? Yeah, Ren wants war with Tyr. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tyr wants war with everybody. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering, is this them consolidating power, or is this them trying to sow discord? I don't know. You know, we, what we know is that Forsaken compete against each other as much as they they work together. Right. So, are they really actually fighting each other? Or is this, yeah, some kind of power play? Yeah, I was wondering if he's just, like, trying to increase in his influence by bringing Kyrie in under think, his control. I think this is sort of a plot. They're all, they've all got their marching orders, and they're going to, getting gaining power in all the nations of the Earth, and going to just start a bunch of wars to weaken everybody before mm-hmm. the Trollocs pour out of the Blight. That makes sense. Even though Gabriel is actually kind of great, though, at the end, he gives, yeah, yeah he gives Matt a big old person. He's like, go see the world, dude. Which I thought was really cool. Oh, okay. Right. See the world before you go back to your cows. But it, so, so th- this occurred to me though. The last time someone was a magic user gave them coins, they were for tracking. True. Yeah. Would he have given him the last time a strange person gave Matt a treasure? <laughs> Actually, every yeah. There's the first time when he got a coin and it was somewhere in could track him. The second time it was Mordeth who gave him you know the thing that corrupted his mind and turned him you know. I, Gabriel has no clue that there's anything special about Matt. At all. I, yeah, He's you're probably... He's amused by him. That's you're probably all. right. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, we don't know that the Forsaken are all snarling evil psychopaths, right? Some of them could be nice. I just assume that they're snarling evil psychopaths. They're all evil. <laughs> Wait, you see, you think some of them are probably really good people? Well, I mean, <laughs> say what you uh, will about the Forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some really good people among them. Some I mean, of your sure, best so... friends are Forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm no Forsaken hater. That's the. I think as we'll learn about the Forsaken, they're not all like making the fires of hell blaze out of their eyes every time they talk. You know, some of them are actually quite likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're not actually trying to bring about the end of the world, all of them? Well, In their own way. You know, like, the ar- the argument from them might be the new world that we're going to create is going to be better because there won't be all this strife. Interesting. Which is the argument of fascists and would-be conquerors all the way around, but, you yeah. know, they might believe it. Okay. That's, that's and, true. And, anyway, the, the way it pertains to this is that they might not be shitty to people all the time. Yeah. They might not just torture you for fun. Yeah, you might not, like, be able to see one walking down the street and say, oh, that guy with the fire shooting out of his face, that's got to be the Forsaken. Or the guy with the, who looks like he's a thousand years old, I think that was the guy in the first book. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he gets out of there. Chapter 47, to race the shadow. I kind of dice. So Talonvor escorts Matt out the front gate. Talonvor tries to get more information out of Matt, and we find out a little bit about Talonvor. He's a queen's man, and I think he sees the difference between Morgays and Gabriel here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like to me, it is it is clear that that Talonvor is trying to feel Matt out and like figure out if he's cool or not, mm-hmm. and Matt just like does not go with yeah. it. Well, I wouldn't either. It's you don't know this guy. You just met this guy. Yeah, I guess you just so. walked out of a, the room with a Forsaken. Although I guess Matt probably doesn't know about that. 
if I, I feel like if this guy were making the effort to try and feel out your loyalties and like revealing his own loyalties, then that, at that point you should at least like you know, like th- th- this could be a useful ally to me. And he's just like, no. I mean, Matt doesn't look for allies, though. I suppose not. True, yeah. Right? Yeah. His only ally is luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only ally he needs. <laughs> yeah. So he heads back to the inn. He gets some more info about Gil, about uh, Gabriel's rapid rise to power, which we don't need to cover because it's exactly what happened with Lord Brand and Lord Samon. Yeah. And everyone's having these bad dreams about the, you know, the same thing. Yeah. 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 Very familiar. And Tom makes a, a really interesting suggestion here as to how they can start uh, working against this Lord Gabriel. And it's like just starting a rumor. Yeah, right? That's a... That's a reasonable plan. Yeah, you know? I thought that was a great idea. I was like, "Damn, Tom, that is that is brilliant." <laughs> yeah, let's start a whisper campaign. You know that he th- he says that'll get back to Morgase because Morgase keeps her thumb on the pulse. Mm-hmm. And all he really has to do, like, he doesn't have to bring the guy down. All he has to do is just like sow a seed of doubt, and Morgase will do the rest. Which, yeah. you know, and Tom has a, a lots of faith in Morgase. He yeah. says as soon as she finds out that Gabriel's playing her, she'll destroy him. Yeah, she's the best player of the Game of Thrones. Sorry, the game of games. The, the game, game of houses. Games. Dice, yeah. The house game. Uh, but I don't think he knows that this guy's using magic on her. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, well, I'm, I, yeah, I think that he thinks Morgay is just being tempted by the penis again. Like, Right. Yeah. Like she was with him. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And then we, f- we find out something interesting, though. If Morgay's and Elaine died, then it, the next person to go to the throne would be a cousin, the Lady Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. Just some some cousin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's going to be important later, but I feel like it might be. Yeah, it could come to that. Yeah. Well, he, well, he, he mentioned... Have they mentioned yet that, that there are only queens in Andor? Yes, because it, 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 it happens in the same conversa- conversation, because Matt is saying if she, if he kills Elaine and Morghese, then he'll become the ruler of Andor, and, and uh, Master Gil says, no, we only have queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also... There's another quote that I liked in here. Both men were staring at him again, as if he were mad. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but not this time. Like, like Matt, like, <laughs> why don't you put it together that these reactions are, like, related to how you're acting. Oh, yeah. So, that's Tom's plan. And I think Basil Gill has decided to do the Whisper campaign thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even knows where to begin. He's like, oh, I know this person who, if I, yeah. if I hinted this thing, it'll be like... I've got a bad feeling about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. But Matt and Tom head off to Tyr to rescue Team Egwene. And Matt's closing line? <laughs> Gabriel doesn't know it, but he and I have a wager. And I always win. <laughs> I know. <So> good. <laughs> I mean, I wish they'd given us that moment right after he said that when Basil Gill's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Would you shut up? What yeah. are you talking about? That only makes sense to you and like only halfway. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's badass. I like that line. Me too. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the new mouthy Matt where he's like, I win all the time. Time to toss the dice. <laughs> time it, to toss it's the pretty dice. funny. It's pretty good. <laughs> Chapter 48, Following the Craft. The icon of a leaf. Is that the, is that the Aventasaur leaf? I forget. Yeah, yeah it represents the Aeel, right? I guess it does now. No, it used to represent the Ogier, right? And the Ways. Yeah, it was used for the Ways a lot previously. So, Team Egwene arrives in Tyr, and uh, they've been seasick the whole time. Is this Egwene's first time on a ship? I'm trying to remember. I think this boat is a different type of boat, and it's just wallowing a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, a corkscrewing motion. I've uh, heard that that's much worse than, like, a rocking motion. Yeah. Gotcha. Nynaeve's especially having trouble. Yeah. Which Probably because is... we're enormous breasts. <laughs> they rock back and forth. It makes it harder for her. Yeah. So <laughs> Pendulous. Yeah. <laughs> and they get there. They get to Tear finally. And people in Tear are acting all unhappy and having bad dreams. What? That's what's going around. But uh, we get another city description. Yet another one. And mm. uh, this one's okay. It's not as gripping as the ones of Ilion, I thought, or the ones of Camelon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But the stone, the, they describe the Stone of Tear as like starting at the river and going over the walls and going all the way into the city. Yeah, that was weird. That's like, that's, that's stupidly big for a fortress. I was wondering about that. Like, the, 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 this is unnecessarily big, right? You need a whole lot of people just to man the walls of something that big. Mm-hmm. The whole point is that it's like they're supposed to be this impregnable fortress, but like having a fortress be really, really big is not the same as having it be undefeatable, right? I mean, yeah. It's, it's a big stone. I don't know if it has windows even. It's just like a big hump. 
They said what's what's interesting about it is it is completely seamless because it was made with magic. So that's bad, right? For yeah. fortressing? I think so. But, you know, it's magic. I mean, it's worked so far, I guess, <laughs> right? It's never fallen up until now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still a bunch of dominance crap between Egwene and Nynaeve, which <laughs> is getting real old. Very yeah, tiresome. Get over yeah. it, guys. But Nynaeve has a plan, a good plan. Find a thief taker. Which, by the way, way better name than Sniffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't well, they call him a sniffer? In, well, in, in, in he's a... a sniffer because he has magic smell powers, right? Oh. They call him a thief taker. Are, are not, yeah. not all thief takers sniffers? And I don't think so. Not all sniffers are thief takers? No that, no, that was rare for him to have that ability. Okay. I, I got the impression that when they were saying thief taker, they were looking for someone with the same ability. Oh, well, that would be nice. But I don't think that would even work because he smells crimes, right? He doesn't necessarily smell dark friends. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, smelled violence. Wait, so what is a thief taker then? I, I see. I totally was operating under the assumption that this guy was a sniffer. So it's is he like just the, like a PI? Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. It's a detective. <laughs> okay. No, I mean that's in this time where there aren't a lot of organized police forces. If a rich person gets robbed, then there's people that will go find their stuff. For mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I mean, he's somewhere in between a private eye and a bounty hunter. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And so they're kind of trying to be circumspect here. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least they're aware this time that they're obviously walking into the trap. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, they're trying to find a place to stay without having, like, a hotel, which I was just thinking, like, Airbnb, right? <laughs> I'm sure they had those. <laughs> they should have just done Airbnb. Yes, well, I will or couch channel surfing. the one power and weave a flow of Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Airbnb. They have to <laughs> channel three flows. Uh, I like this about Tyr. They, it seems like a cross of... Spain and like Saigon. Yeah, they have like the conical hats and yeah. like the, the and bamboo. They describe these pieces of ridged wood, which is bamboo. Yeah, it's bamboo. Like it looks thin, but it's really strong. Right. And they walk around with these tall wooden like kind of shoes. Mm-hmm. They walk around in the mud with that. Yeah. Which is I don't know if that's a Vietnamese thing, but it's a Japanese thing. The what do you call them? The tall wooden shoes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's um, I don't. Remember. Anyway, but at the same time the. The, the stone and the names of the people all remind me of of Spanish people or, like, old-timey European Spanish people. Yeah, for sure. So that's cool. I like how Robert Jordan mixes and matches these things in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So Nynaeve finds them a wise woman. Oh, and, real quick. Mm-hmm. I wanted to point out that Nynaeve named her horse Gaiden. She named it after Lan, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, is that sweet? Yeah. I don't know if that's He's sweet or if that's... but I'm still going to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's thinking about him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sweet. I don't know. And they have a little back and forth test going on here. It's kind of cute. Yeah. yeah a little shop talk. Nynaeve finds a wise woman and they have a dick measuring contest. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both into it. So I guess they're going to get along. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they do. They, yeah, they, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. Well, what about this route? And they, they become best friends. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Which is interesting because she was so threatened by all the Aes Sedai. But I get the feeling here she's, I mean, she's enjoying herself when she's having this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It's like one one master of their craft to another. And it's, and I was wondering, like, was there not really anybody in the White Tower who also had these skills? Because you, you, you feel like she's been kind of repressed. Like, she hasn't gotten to so, practice yeah. these skills or talk yeah. to anybody else who knows about it. Well, so, think, are there no healers? Well, if like, you think about it, it for an Aes Sedai, they don't use herbs, herbs. right? They yeah, don't need okay. them. They, yeah. they heal with the, the power. And, and as far as I can see, that is objectively superior to healing with herbs. Like, in Nynaeve's case, she uses herbs to channel the power, almost. Yeah. And uh, so, the wise woman's name is Ailhuin. I want to say? Uh, Ailhuin? Gwena. What are you talking about? No, the name is Ailhuin with an A. I-A-L. I thought it was Mother Gwena. That's a that's a title, I think, maybe. Oh, is it? I, they, sounds... they, they call her both. Yeah. Ailhuin is, is her name for sure. Yeah. I think oh, she says something like, people, some people call name. me this, some people call me that. Some okay. people call me, yeah. Yeah. So she gives her name as Ailhuin. And they, after the Irby dick measuring contest with Nynaeve. Uh, Elaine kind of is needling Egwene and Nynaeve for having this stupid argument. And she asks, I like this. She asks Eilhuin, uh, how do you cure people who argue incessantly? 
And she tells this story about how, like, well, I get them to pay me some money, and then I lure them to my house, and then I stuff their heads in a rain barrel until they stop arguing. <laughs> and then from then on, whenever I hear them arguing, I stuff their heads in a rain barrel. Which, I mean, probably works, right? I mean, like, at least nobody argues around her. I mean, it's, it's funny, but would it really work? Like, I mean, if this is, like, two dudes that that are arguing with each other, one of them just stab the other one. You know, that's what happens. Yeah, but I mean... This doesn't solve the underlying problem. The idea is, like, I think the idea is that people who are arguing with each other don't have a real beef. Yeah. What about people who do have a real beef? I I did not take her story to be true. I thought it was a tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah, you're probably right. No, no. I don't think she's literally dunking I disagree, actually. I think that she literally... Because remember, at the beginning, they say that she's, like, built like... um, Mistress Luhan. Mistress Luhan. So she's like a, big lady. Like a linebacker. Yeah. And uh-huh. if Nynaeve could grab people by the neck and dunk them in water, she would. Yeah, yeah. she would. That's true. So they're going to stay with Eilhuin, and they tell her an edited version of the truth. Yeah. Which to me seems like unnecessary jumping through of hoops. Why not just lie? Yeah, I, I agree. If you're going to tell the truth in such a weird way that it mm-hmm. misleads people. Nynaeve is trying to keep to the oaths, even though she hasn't taken them, I guess. Yeah. That's good practice. Yeah. But Eilhuin is going to hook them up with a thief catcher. She knows just what they need. They didn't even have to ask. Mm-hmm. And there's some more stuff about Igwein being mean to Nynaeve, but who cares? Yeah. It, like I said, this is getting tiresome. I was like, come on, guys. More important things. Chapter 49. A storm in tear. The icon of the dice. So Matt's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Team Igwein meets... Julian Sandar. And, and do I uh, detect some, like, awkward history between the two of them? Uh, it seems a little awkward. <laughs> like, she, she, like, drops in, it's like, oh, he'll say anything for a kiss. And then, <laughs> oh, you know, he's, he's like, done all this stuff for the lady. Like, I get the impression they have, like, a weird romantic history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's this guy, he's, he's a thief taker like Huron, but I don't think he, he's a sniffer. Yeah. But he carries a bamboo staff and a sword breaker... And uh, the sword breaker, the official weapon of the thief taker. Yeah, what is, so what is a here. sword breaker? Yeah, I was trying to picture this. It's, is it like a blade with it that catches a blade and twists and you break it's it? A, I'll show you a picture of it. It's a a thick sword that has like like notches in the side of it, like, uh-huh. like a ladder. Mm-hmm. And so you, if one sword hits the other one blade on, it'll go into the notches and you can twist it and pull away the sword and, or break it if you get the right leverage. Yeah. Okay. But I guess it's, I mean, it's not useful against, you know, Spears or clubs or whatever. So. Or Black Aja. Or Black Aja. Yeah. But anyway, they start spreading around the sweet, sweet Tarvalon money. They do, yeah. And uh, that he likes that. Yeah. He's like, I like money. Yeah, and he is purported to be the most honest man in this part of Tyr, except when it comes to getting into women's pants. Yeah, <laughs> which again, like, makes him uncomfortable and, like, I get the impression that she's like, we're like that one time. Well, you, you saw what he was doing. Oh, I'm sorry. You read what he was doing, right? Like, he comes in, and, and Egwene's like, well, he seems like he took in and cataloged everything in the room. He was so perceptive. And it looks like he cataloged Nynaeve twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally eye. missed it. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nynaeve and her carry-on, I guess. His eyes seem to record Nynaeve all over again. He's like, okay, do a breast count. Where are the largest ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, I think he even, like, scopes her out of... A couple other times, and he's like, he's he's like extra nice to her. If you watch his dialogue, he's like, I would have done this for free for you. Oh, she's man. like, no, I'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I want to use money because if I pay, I know what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. So he takes the job, and they warn him, this is a little sketchy, in my opinion, because they don't tell him that these are Black Ozra. I feel yeah. really bad for this guy. Yeah. This like, he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I I take women seriously. I know women are dangerous, but like... These women have superpowers. This yes. Is a different situation. Like, sending him after Black Aja is like a death sentence, it right? Really I mean, is. like, he's going to die. They're going to kill him. For yeah. sure. Yeah, all we get is is Nynaeve says, oh, these women are super dangerous. They've killed people. But we don't find out anything about their magic powers. Yeah, right? Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's important not to talk about magic stuff, but... Yeah, but he even says, I will behave as if these women are all Aes Sedai and Black Aja. I didn't mean to scare you, though. There's no Aes Sedai in Tyr. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, so he's not taking it seriously no. enough. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Then they, they go to bed in the wise woman's house, and uh, Egwene has a dream, and in the dream, she's dream ambushed by Leandrin and the Black Eyed. So I guess that's the trap sprung then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, it. Well, that she gets out. out. She just turns off the dream, I guess. But now they know that they're... Headset. <laughs> yeah, the VR headset. <laughs> uh, but now they know that they're there. Right. Yeah. If they didn't before, so... Great. Way to go. Yeah. Good job. So we cut to Matt and Tom arriving in tier. And they had an extra fast passage because Matt used his unlimited funds to buy the fastest ship. <laughs> so this is like, this is another one of those like characters converging on a city things. And that didn't work out real well for the city last time that happened, right? Like that was the end of the last book. Oh, I feel, it's true. I feel yeah, like they were. I feel like characters converging on a city is like a bad. and blown up, and there was wars, and yeah. I'm starting to be worried about Tyr. You know, <laughs> all these people showing up. What has happened to the Shan Chen? They 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 bailed. They, yeah. they died and they bailed. Like yeah, yeah. yeah they, so that, that story's just over. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But those we know that they they called themselves uh, some word that means the forerunners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they first... were not the main force. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they got their butts kicked, but they're still out there somewhere. Yeah. In Sean Chan land. So Matt and Tom uh, take rooms at the White Crescent and set out to go, like, go door to door, knocking on doors, looking for Team Egwene. Why is Matt calling the shots? I don't know. That is a great question. Because Tavarin, I guess. Because, yeah, Tom, he should definitely be listening to Tom. Yeah, right? Tom could <clears> say, <throat> this isn't going to work. This is a bad plan. I guess he does say that. But not very forcefully. Mm-mm. And when Matt goes and does it, he's like, fine, I'll come along with you. Yeah. When he really shouldn't. I think I think the idea is Tom has lost his, his drive and stuff after his little squeeze was murdered. Mm, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, because so, he was just, when Matt found him again, he was just drunk. So I'm just going to hang out with this kid where just crazy stuff happens all the time. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I mean, like, as bad as his plan is... It sure, works. Of course, yeah. it works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean, like it, it, we see that his luck works not just with like gambles, not with yeah. just dice rolling. Yeah, you go, they just storm into a bunch of inns and try and like pump everybody for information, and then like randomly the inn that they happen to be standing in front of when they decide to quit, they're like, "This is the last inn," and oh, that's where the guy is. Yeah, the yeah. guy that Gabriel sent to Tyr to kill. Team Aguin. Lord Lord Komar. And there's this sweet dicing scene with Komar. <laughs> This is cool. That he's in there and he's he's a bad dude and he's using loaded dice to yeah. take all the money from these dock workers because he's such a jerk. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. How dare he, right? How dare mm-hmm. he use Well, I will say in Matt's defense, he is moving up the the profit chain very quickly. That's true. He doesn't dice with poor people anymore. He dices with nobles and rich people and merchants. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not worth his time. Not it's not a noble thing. It's just Makes more money that way. Right. But so this guy goes over and, and offers to use the guy's dice to dice against them. His fixed dice. And his luck is so powerful. He rearranges the universe and gives him a better throw. Yeah. He like feels the room warping around it or something. <laughs> yeah. There's one bit in there I didn't understand. It said Matt feels the urge to look at the door, but he kept his eyes on the dice. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I, I didn't understand what that's a reference to. Like he's looking away or like something should be like something's happening, but I have no, I have no what idea. What would have happened at the door? That's a great question. I, I, I didn't understand that either. Mm-hmm. I was running the same thing. But yeah. Shocks the guy, uh, because he, he lost with his own fixed dice. It yeah. shouldn't be possible, but Matt is that lucky that he changes gravity. And uh, then they get into a fight. Matt kills him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Matt rolls for intimidation. Fails that roll. Does not work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? He's like, you know, you, you better leave town or I'll kill you. The guy's like, what? He's Farmer? like, if you, hurt you, if you hurt them, then I'm going to hurt you. And he just like, he's like, all right, let's go time. Yeah. And the guy actually mentions, like, you're just a farmer. <laughs> you're dressed like a farmer. This is not a good intimidation outfit. Yeah. So Matt kills him. Yeah. Just yeah. Critical hit on the grapple throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to point out that the innkeepers in tier don't wear aprons. So we don't know. So how can you tell if they're evil or not? That's yeah. true. This yeah. is the most dangerous city they've been in yet. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I'm just assuming that every innkeeper is evil in, in tier. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good policy. Yeah. So Matt has realized something about his luck. It only works for random stuff. Yep. It doesn't work for cards or chess or stones. That's what they call it. Or stones. Because those require thought. <laughs> right. And he does, he's not good at that. Yeah, not good decisions. He's just good at getting lucky. Man, what's going to happen after the adventure's over? His luck goes away. 
I'd be screwed. Is this, do you think his luck's going to go away? Or do you think it's just like part of his character now? Is he just going to like retire in wealth? Yeah, I was wondering, is he going to go back to Evan Fields and just be really bored? They said something about how Taverans aren't Taveran forever. Oh, mm. yeah. After the pattern's done with them, they just, it goes away. Speaking of Taveran, something funny. So the innkeeper, he's like, you know, Bill, get a, get out of here, and I'll tell them that some tall guy with red hair and gray <laughs> eyes is the one who did the murders. Yeah. Like, he just described Ray. That's another one that's in his dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, Matt should be able to, like, no, 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 use a different description. Yeah, don't describe that guy. I mean, no reason why. Just don't, just don't describe but, that guy. But no, of course not. That's like, yep, sounds good. So now the, now the guards are going to be, like, looking for Rand. Yeah. Good luck, Rand. <laughs> Lates. Not my problem. But yeah, that's a good question. Like, what? Do, yeah, where do you go from here, right? And so, yeah, he says, I'm going to use my luck. And so he <laughs> goes out and starts flipping coins. And he had a wager to win, he told himself, and he meant to win this one if it killed him. <laughs> that's pretty cool. He uses badass lines even in his own thoughts. That's right. So he spends the next few days literally going into random inns trying to find these, these people. And it doesn't work out. Well, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, it hasn't worked out for at least a few days. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. How do you feel about the new model, Matt? You know, I, 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 now I understand why he was your favorite character. Like he's of the characters, he's the least annoying. And while he does stupid stuff, at least it's funny, right? Like everything that he does is entertaining to watch because he doesn't sit around and brood basically ever. Yeah. He acts. He's always acting. Yeah. 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 Like sometimes it's like these, these ridiculous catastrophes, but at least he's doing something. Yeah. He's not sitting around brooding. Yep. Yeah. So, so of the characters, he's definitely the best one right mm-hmm. now. I, I get where you're coming from now. So that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to cover chapters 50 through 56, which are the final chapters of The Dragon Reborn. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please give us your dollars on Patreon. They're very important to us. Yeah. And please like us in real life. We're so likable. <laughs> Until next time. The, the light, light illumine you. you.